So here's the thing. We often unconsciously buy into a definition of success that society tells us, which is frequently going to be associated with power, money, and material items. We also need to be careful of who we speak to about what we want to achieve in life, because there's going to be a lot of naysayers out there who want to feign from this position of trying to protect us from failure, when in actuality, they're, all they're doing is protecting themselves from being felt like they were being left behind. You know, for the Stoics, success is not about achieving a specific goal or an outcome, but rather about living our own values and our principles. And the obstacles in our lives can often provide that perfect opportunity for us to redefine what success truly means to us. And when we encounter these obstacles, we're going to be forced to reevaluate goals, look at our values and priorities, and all of this can help us get clear on understanding what it truly means to be successful. You know, success is both a blessing and a curse. Success can be better or for the worse. It turns into a blessing when it's handled in the right way, and it transforms into a curse when it's misused someday. Not everyone can handle success. You know, you got to be strong because if you're not, you'll end up using success to do the wrong. I really like that poem on success. And on this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about, or I should say a lot about success, how we define it, the traits of success, and how this term shapes who we are. Before we get into all that, I just want to remind you, if you're interested in raising your standards as a father, a husband, an entrepreneur, and then I encourage you to participate in our Band of Brothers group mentorship program. You know, we're a group of ordinary guys working towards living extraordinary lives. You can find us at the Awakened Man Training Academy at members.theawakenedman.net. With that, let's get on with today's episode. The average man today is sleepwalking through life, many never reaching their true potential, let alone ever crossing the finish line to living a purposeful life. Yet, the hunger still exists, albeit buried amidst his cluttered mind, misguided beliefs, and values that no longer serve him. It's time to align yourself for greatness. It's time to become a revolutionary man. Stay strong, my brother. Welcome, everyone, to the Revolutionary Man podcast. I'm the founder of the Awakened Man Movement and your host, Alan DeMonso. You know, before we get started, let me ask you a question. What is your definition for success? You know, whenever I ask myself that question or that of others, it's very common for me to hear something about a career, financial freedom, owning a business, etc. And while those are great for sure, I don't hear too much talk about family, health, and even less when it comes to relationships and spirituality. Don't get me wrong, I do hear those things on occasion. It's normally not the same depth and with the same gusto. And I chalk that up because it's something that's, unless something drastic has happened in our area, in those different areas in our lives, we just don't spend that much time thinking about it, let alone even figuring out how to define it. So here's the thing. We often unconsciously buy into a definition of success that society tells us, which is frequently going to be associated with power, money, and material items. But success is a very personal thing. It's what drives one person can be very drastic from what it drives another person. So that's why it's important for us to be able to have a clear definition and understanding of what we mean by being successful as men. So first and foremost, a lack of success or that lack of success is created in our minds. It's the definition and the self-doubt that make or break us. You know, for example, 
Think about how often you listen to that negative chatter that occurs in our heads. You know, getting out of our negative self-talk requires us to recognize that there's a true lack of, an actual lack of truth, I should say, in these thoughts. And instead, we need to remind ourselves of the grace that we have for our lives. You know, success is going to take tenacity and perseverance to achieve the life that we desire. And I think that's worthy, a worthy goal and a worthy way to pursue life's, life's pleasures. We also need to be careful of who we speak to about what we want to achieve in life, because there's going to be a lot of naysayers out there who want to feign from this position of trying to protect us from failure, when in actuality, they're, all they're doing is protecting themselves from being felt like they were being left behind. But you know, truly defining success as an internal game, as I've been leading us to believe here so far. In the psychological circles, we either have a disposition for a locus of control that is either internal or external. Now, I know that's a big phrase, so let's unpack that a little bit. In psychological terms, when you have a locus of control, it is the degree to which we believe we have control over our outcomes and our lives. So when we have that belief that our lives are defined primarily by our actions, then we believe we have an internal locus of control. The opposite then is true. Then we will praise or blame others for our outcomes to an external local locus of control. So you can pick that up and you listen to our language and how we talk about things. And yes, we should always be gracious and thankful of the people that supported us on our journey. But when we put too much emphasis on the external, then what we're really doing is they're saying we don't have as much control over defining our lives as as we may claim to be. Another thing that I thought was really interesting as I was doing some research on how we define success is this study that we came across in this book. And it was started in the 1970s and it stretched all the way to 2014. And what they did is they followed 1,600 gifted 13-year-olds. So these were kids that were in the top 1% of of mathematical ability. And they were followed throughout their lives. And it appears that the values that men placed towards success included full-time work, making an impact, and earning a high income. Not surprising if you ask me. Women, on the other hand, more often valued part-time work, time with close friends, family, and community involvement. That doesn't sound surprising to me either. Now, remember, this is 1,600 people. It's a pretty decent size uh, exercise or you know, study that was done. It's a pretty broad stroke. We're not saying this is true for every man or every woman, but I just want to give it to you a little bit of some perspective. Now, the gifted men, all they also found out that the gifted men in this study, 11% worked 11% more hours per week. And over the last 15 years, the land than the women did, did in their whole entire careers. That's interesting when you think about that, right? So gifted men devoted 11% more hours to work per week over the last 15 years than the women did. Even when both worked full-time, if they had their druthers, 30% of women and 7% of men have would have preferred to work less than full-time in their ideal job. See, both men and women also overwhelmingly consider their families to be more important than their work and their careers. While they say that, it's kind of interesting that the study is also telling us, so as I just said, right, men were tending to work a little bit more. And if they had their druthers, that only 7% said that they would have worked less than uh, than full-time in their ideal job. 
So there's things that we struggle with, right? And societal pressures about what it means to be successful as men. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't work hard, especially when you're in business and you're working hard at a career. Those things are going to be important to be moving forward, move your life forward. It's also just as important to ensure that you have family who are there close to you. If you're married, your spouse that buys in and understands exactly what it is that you're trying to get to accomplish. Now let's look at some different perspectives at what the definition of success can be. I really like the stoic philosophy or the stoic way of success. You know, instead of measuring success based on how much money we make or how material how many material possessions we have, Stoics suggest that we should focus on developing qualities like wisdom, courage, self-discipline, and integrity. You know, for the Stoics, success is not about achieving a specific goal or an outcome, but rather about living our own values and our principles. So this really means that success is not something that we can that can be attained and then forgotten but rather it's an ongoing process of self-improvement and growth. You know, Stokes also emphasize the importance of focusing on what is within our control rather than external circumstances. See, go back to that locus of control idea I mentioned earlier, which can be unpredictable and uncontrollable, right? When we're focusing on the external stuff. By focusing on developing our own virtues and call it qualities, we can achieve a sense of inner calm and fulfillment that is not dependent on external circumstances. I really like that definition for success. Now, if you're a spiritual individual and you follow as a, the Christian path, here's a little different take on what, is, what a Christian may feel is a definition for success. So a big difference between the Christianity and Stoicism is that the Christianity emphasized the importance of a faith in God and the pursuit of salvation as the ultimate goal. So it involves living a life that is aligned with God's will, practicing virtues like love, compassion, and humility, and seeking forgiveness for one's sins. So really success, therefore, is often defined in terms of one's relationship with God and one's ability to follow his teachings. The saying that is popular in, in Christian circles is that God first, family second, and everything else follows. And so I do, I do believe in that philosophy as well and feel that that is such an important part of how we measure ourselves in success. But another difference is that, that Christianity also places a greater emphasis on the importance of community, and I really like this part as well, and service to others. You know, Christians are encouraged to, to love and serve others, to use their talents and resources to help the, those who are in need. You know, it's that volunteering piece that really brings meaning to our lives and to work towards creating a better life or a better world for all of us. And now I wanted to also touch on those of us that may follow more of an Eastern philosophy or an Eastern idea of, of, of what life should be like. And so here's some ideas on how the Eastern religions define success. So in their, their definition is really much more in the esoteric term. So it's like finding inner peace and contentment through practicing meditation and mindfulness. I also believe success can be derived through spiritual enlightenment. It's when we transcend the ego by achieving unity with the universe or the divine. Extremely esoteric when I say those words. And living in harmony with nature, selflessness, and compassion. When I read that or I think about that, I think of Emerson and his and all his work and how his he defines success. You know, and these definitions tend to be tend to sound and feel passive 
But really, once they're deeply understood, they can be incredibly powerful for how we choose to live our lives. But regardless of whatever definition we're going to choose or as we start to form our definition for success, there is going to be an option. There's going to be obstacles, I should say, that will pop up in our lives. And the obstacles in our lives can often provide that perfect opportunity for us to redefine what success truly means to us. And when we encounter these obstacles, we're going to be forced to reevaluate goals, look at our values and priorities. And all of this can help us get clear on understanding what truly, what truly means to be successful. So here are some ways that obstacles can help us define our success. First, it's going to help us clarify our goals. You know, obstacles can help us refine and to clarify our goals as we may need to adjust our expectations and our plans in order to overcome them. But when we identify what we truly want to achieve, we can better define success in our terms. Obstacles can also help us build resilience. By overcoming obstacles, can help us build this resilient muscle and have a greater sense of inner strength and perseverance. Here at the Awakened Man, we practice a virtue of grit. It's this combination of strength and perseverance. Now, this can help us redefine how success is, not just by achieving a goal, a goal but also be our ability to handle, handle difficult situations and setbacks. You know, obstacles can also help us to focus on the journey. Far too often do we look at the end goal. Whenever we encounter an obstacle, it can really shift our focus from that end result, but really get us on the path, on the journey itself. What's happening in front of me today? What do I need to change today in order for me to really become successful? So success may not solely be defined by achieving any type of outcome, but also by the progress that we make, the lessons that we learn, and the personal growth that we experience along the way. And of course, obstacles are going to help us reevaluate the values in our life because obstacles will challenge our beliefs and our values. It's going to prompt us to reevaluate what truly is important to us. And this ultimately leads us to redefine success as aligning with our core values and rather than simply achieving an external outcome or an external accomplishment. So I really feel that it's important for us to understand the value that obstacles can bring us to help us define our success because we get to clarify so many parts of ourselves, our goals, building resilience, focusing on our journey, and really reevaluating our values and limiting beliefs. And when we embrace these challenges, we can use them as an opportunity for growth for ourselves, and then we can totally redefine what success means in our own terms and leave a more fulfilling and meaningful life. But finally, I would like to leave you with seven ways or seven ideas for creating your definition for success. Now, of course, this is not an exhaustive list, list by any stretch, and it, its intent is to get you to think outside of the typical ideas that you normally would consider for success. So the first thing is a successful man embraces a partnership where both people contribute, or he might not make more money than his partner. And I want us to understand that we don't need to be afraid about being that kept man, gentlemen. Equality in our relationships does not mean each contributes equally financially. This is reshaping about how we think about that. You know, a successful man is one who finds purpose and creates a life where he can fulfill that purpose. We spent so much time here at the Awakening Man talking about living lives of purpose and on purpose. 
You know, so he knows or he seeks to find that balance between fueling that passion for his life and sacrificing himself and helping others to make a help and getting others to help him make it happen. You know, a successful man also knows himself, right? When we have that ability to, we know what our true purpose is and we get to start to really know who we are, you know, or at least if we're not, we don't completely know that we're on a search, we're on our quest to find out who we are. And then we can start to take responsibilities for our choices and the impact that we're having on others. And a successful man is also one who has close friends, people he's willing to be vulnerable with. You know, this is truly what brotherhood is. And it's one of the reasons why we started and we have this men's organization to help bring together a group of men so we can share, grow, and become better fathers, husbands, brothers, and friends. I highly encourage you to find a group for yourself as well. And a successful man is to, is internally resourced. Again, here it comes up again, that, that internal locus of control. He doesn't look for others to do his emotional labor, right? We own our own stuff, right? We know our true, what our true north is, and we find ways to nourish and replenish ourselves with, uh, with or with others. But ultimately, we take responsibility for where we're at. You know, and a successful man is one who will co-create in a relationship not by dominating it and, not, and to try to control it, but instead to co-create. We talked a lot about that in our lesson on masculine in relationships, about how we can lead not from a position of power and, uh, and domination, but instead as one of, of stepping in and, and asking and guiding. And finally, a successful uh, man chooses to be to be or not to be in an intimate relationship because he knows there is a choice and one that stemmed from being complete and whole as he is. See, that gives us total open and freedom there. We can either be in relationship and define that part of our definition of success is being in relationship or not. And that is fine. That is okay. Just want to say that in this Awaken Man Academy, I've mentioned a few times in this in this uh, podcast, is that we help men develop a compelling vision for their lives, and this grand vision encapsulates their entire lives. We just don't look at one aspect, but we look at at all at all areas, and it brings meaning and purpose in to their efforts, and it leads them from dreamers to achievers. But you know what? The only way you can learn about this is you got to take action. You have to start your own hero's quest. And, I, and we have just a program for you to do that. It's a 90-day mentoring program that's going to raise the standard that you show up in at least one aspect of your life. And as all tides raise all ships, it's going to do that for you too. And to make it easy for you, I'm going to provide a link on this page for you to speak one-on-one with me to see if we're going to be a fit. Why is that? Because not all men are ready to commit. Then those that do those make such huge strides in their life. So if you're that kind of man that's ready to take to make a change, I'm look forward to seeing you and working with you in the Awakened Man program. Aho, my brothers. Thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Man podcast. Are you ready to own your destiny? To become more the man you are destined to be? Join the brotherhood that is the Awakened Man at theawakenedman.net and start forging a new destiny today.